Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, welcome to the Gospel Light House of Prayer Remembrance of the Lord's Supper, the Communion Service. For those of you who have not prayed, for those of you who have not gotten your hearts right with the Lord, let me warn you that God has killed millions for taking the Lord's Supper unworthily. The will of God grinds slow because of his love, his grace, and his mercy. But as the old saints used to say, it grinds show. Everything that God told you in his word will come to pass. Just because he does not pay on Friday does not mean he does not pay. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so, if you have not prayed and confessed your sins as a child of God, as a saint of God, you need to go ahead and do that now. Go ahead on back to the communion page. Go ahead back to the communion page. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name uh, tonight. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for these church services, these chapel services, these communion services, because you bring us back to uh, center. It has a way of, of, of bringing us back to center uh, in our lives where we need to be. The act of worship, the act of prayer, the praying, the reading of your holy scriptures. For Lord, sad to say, It is amazing how fleshly we are when we get out of your presence, how quickly we can uh, get away from center point in our lives, which is our focus on you and what you want done and your will being done and not our will being done in earth. So Lord, thank you for these reminders and there was a time we could uh, 
meet once a week and have that effect, Lord, as the day is approaching. Lord, we ought to be meeting every day as much as we possibly can by your grace and your energy and your strength. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I do praise you and I thank you for your mercy, your love, and your grace. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who we are remembering, Lord, today in a special way, his first coming and his second coming. Uh, and Lord, we thank you for helping us to understand is not only remembering what Jesus Christ, your Holy Son, did for us in his first amazing coming, but the fact that he's coming again, which ought to purify us as well. And so, by your grace, we praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, his suffering, his bleeding, his death, his burial, and his resurrection for our sins, the greatest thing that has ever happened in the world, and the greatest true story ever told. As one brother mentioned today, that we should never think that what we find in the Bible are, are fiction and myths. And so, Holy Father God, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, the gift of your Holy Word, and the system of grace that you have created out of that for us. Uh, and Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We praise you and we thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us all who name the name of Christ down through the years. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those of us who name the name of Christ and who are true believers in Christ, where we have sinned in any way in word, thought, or deed, Lord, help us to truly confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father, God, make us to be whiter than snow. Thank you for your holy word that says that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And Lord, for those of us who are born again and are saved, Thank you, Lord, for giving us that grace, Lord, to forgive others so that we can be forgiven. 
It is a marvelous thing and an amazing thing. Lord, uh, you will fix a Christian's heart to forgive people even when they don't ask for it. I don't know how you do it, but I thank you for your system of grace. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. At the same time, Lord, we know you died for everybody, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so, Lord God in heaven, I pray for the salvation of every soul in the church that's not saved. For I was in church for 19 years and lost, was trying to, by your grace, trying to find out where the light was. And then you finally answered my prayer that you gave me. I would not have even known to pray that kind of prayer. Show me the light. There's something you put in my heart. Uh, evidently, you were calling me pretty much all of my life. And so, finally, on December the 19th, 1979, out of all of that religion, my dad being a preacher, my mother being a preacher, membership in the Disciples of Christ Church, the Baptist Church, the Pentecostal Holiness Church, the Pill in the Ground of the Truth Church, and uh, Love Center Church, but lost and on my way to hell and did not even know it. God have mercy. Thank you for having mercy upon my soul. I should be in hell burning right now forever and ever at how ignorant I was. But thank you for hearing that prayer you put in my heart. Show me the light, and you showed me the light that night. So, Lord, I'm not picking on people who are religious but lost with no fruit to show. Lord, uh, I know how easy it is to get slipped a Mickey like that. So, Lord, I pray not only for all of the people in the church who are religious but lost, but I pray for my own wife, Marika White. Uh, who I believe is religious but lost, and she's here even serving with me tonight. And I pray for all of my children, and I pray for all of my uh, family members on both sides. And I pray, Lord, for people in churches around the world who are religious, pious, faithful, and going to church and going through the sacraments and going through the ordinances, but they have never been born again. They have never been saved. They don't even know what these things mean, as was the case with me. So open blinded eyes and unstop deaf ears. And those people who know deep down in their hearts, even though they go to church, that they're not saved, help them to humble themselves and lay aside their pride and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy gospel, 
to preach your holy word. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Crucify, Lord, our flesh as Christians and the old man within us tonight and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit and change and transform our lives again and revive us again. And Lord, help help none of us take your communion unworthily lest we die as so many millions so many thousands have died over the past two years I believe for precisely that reason taking your communion for years unworthily you are a very loving and merciful God and you give people space to repent that is beyond uh, measure but yet Uh, So many of us in the church are so tied to the devil and sin that we don't see your grace and mercy and don't take advantage of your space to repent. Lord, help your people tonight who are still alive to not play with you, for they know many people in the church who have died taking communion unworthily, even pastors and preachers and bishops who have given communion, yet living in adultery and fornication and swinging and homosexuality and also child molestation. I thank you, Lord, tonight that the FBI is investigating the Catholic Church for the evil that they have done under the... uh, garb of faith and religion and I pray that they would do a thorough job and that they would pull that thread that would cause all of it to unravel all of the raping of children boys and girls at the altar nuns raping girls with crucifixes God have mercy and grace upon us continue to step continue to rebuke and chastise continue to tear down the demonic walls that have been built by so-called bishops and pastors and priests. And so, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of people in the church. And uh, Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you For John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you for sending your Holy Son, your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross for our sins, to shed his precious blood, to allow his precious body to be broken so that we could go free. And Lord, we don't deserve it. So thank you so much for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Let us break bread together. Some of you may not have heard the song when it was playing, but here are the words. Let us break bread together. 
on our knees, on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. On our knees signifies that we ought to humble ourselves, even as Christians, instead of having this arrogant uh, attitude and spirit that God owes us something or we have some kind of special authority. When the apostles did not even want to deal with the devil and and what has happened to so many so-called religious people and Christian people uh, happened in the book of Acts a long time ago when the demon said Jesus I know and Paul I know but who are you? And some of these people who have walked around in churches talking about how much authority they have have been destroyed by the devil. Don't be foolish people. Humble yourself down. Fall on your knees and pray humbly to your God. Yes, God wants us to come boldly to the throne of grace but not arrogantly. Because we all deserve hell, whether you like that or not. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, uh, this indicates that we as Christians ought to get up early in the morning and pray and read the Bible. Uh, If you want to, you can go back to bed later, but you need to get up and meet God early in the morning. Confess your sins to God every day, not just on Communion Sunday now. And if you're living in sin, listen to me very carefully, so-called religious folk, I'm not talking to the irreligious, I'm not talking about folks who don't even think about going to church, I'm talking to you religious people who go to church every Sunday. You want to be seen in the house of the Lord every Sunday and every Uh, Wednesday, uh, whenever you meet. If you're living in adultery, if you're living in fornication, you say, well, why do you mention these sins so much? Because that's what you're doing. There's nothing like the trap of sexual sin that you cause yourself to get into because God has blessed you with a wife, sir. God has blessed you with a husband, but you want to be a husband, uh, a, a ma'am, but you want to be a whoremonger and a whore in the church. Those of you who are addicted to swinging, and now you are addicted to homosexuality and all of that, don't take communion. Don't join us in taking communion because we don't want any of your curses upon us. If you're living in sin, uh, you're a lesbian, you're a homosexual, you're swinging, you got uh, two or three people and four people in the bed with you, polymory and all of that, and you think God can't see you and God does not know what you're doing, that's, that's not wise, that's foolishness. And God has already shown you He will, he will step and cause a plague to take thousands and yea, millions of lives. Out of the church, I would venture to say, 60 to 70 percent of the people who have died or more were in the church somehow, and many of them were bishops and pastors 
and uh, preachers and evangelists who got used to whoring around and stealing and lying and uh, uh, being whoremongers in the church, stealing money from the people. And now they're in hell. Some went home to be with the Lord early. Many pastors have marveled at how many of their friends have died who were in the ministry. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. That's how you need to be praying. Let us drink the cup together on our knees. On our knees. One version says, let us drink the wine on our knees, on our knees, together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me. Let us praise God together on our knees, on our knees. Let us praise God together on our knees, on our knees. Let's give God the praise for what? John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let us praise God together on our knees on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And so, dear friends, I have mentioned several times already John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And dear friend, if you're with us tonight and you have that sinking feeling deep down on, on the inside, there's a void there. You're religious. You are an usher in the church. You are a deacon on the deacon board, and oftentimes the deacon board, the board itself, needs to be put on you. You are a trust on the trustee board, and the board needs to be put on you too. For there is much evil, unfortunately, in the church of God. Whether you like it or not, I know you don't want to talk about it, but it's, it, it needs to be dealt with. For it's causing problems not only in the church and among church folk, it's causing problems all over the world. Because when the church is messed up, when God's people are messed up, there's a whole lot of collateral damage and innocent people get hurt because of our sin and our foolishness. What sin, preacher? Well, how about this right here? You're a deacon on the deacon board. Uh, you're a preacher in the pulpit. You're a trustee on the trustee board. But have you obeyed the great commandment? Two simple commandments that Jesus gave us. The great commandment. Do you truly love God? Or do you love Sylvia far more? 
You mothers on the motherboard, you need the board put on you too. Trying to be cute at 66. Trying to hook up with somebody to come over to the house and lay down with you at 64. When you ought to be praying for your grandchildren. They can't even get in touch with you because you're trying to get the hook up. The devil is a lie and you're a lie too. You need the board put on you as well. Do you love God and love other people, including your family and starting with your family? Where's your husband at anyhow? And uh, where's your wife at? You have secretly put them away so that you can uh, clown and cut the fool and uh, sin against God in the church trying to hook up with somebody using the church and uh, the divorce care ministry uh, as a dating app. The devil is a lie and you are too. And uh, do you ever do the Great Commission. So so here we have people in the church on the deacon board, on the trustee board, and on the mother board who need the board put on them. And and they don't obey the suit rather the two simple commandments that Jesus left us to obey. Love God and love all people. And then love them enough to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel of the Great Commission to each and every one. When was the last time you did any of that? In the church. Lost in the church. You smile and grin at everybody at the church, but you never smile and grin at your wife. You never smile and grin at your husband at home. You're the Brady Bunch at the church for real, and then you are the Adams family at home, you bunch of hypocrites, phonies. In fact, you're not going to hear this anyplace else. This is not the way they teach the evangelicals to preach. This is not the way they teach the Baptists to preach, or the Bible folks to preach, or the Charismatics to preach. They're trained to get the money. They're trained to preach syrupy and saccharine sermons that don't mean anything and don't move the ball forward. You need to be born again. You're religious but lost and on your way to hell and you know it. And you like playing the religious game just like you used to like to play Monopoly when you was a child. A young person. You like to play this game of life. But in reality, life is not a game. Church is not a game. You need to be born again. You're a liar like your father the devil. And you're a thief like your father the devil. 
and you're on your way to a devil's hell. Even though you look religious, you know how to shake hands, you know how to do the one shoulder hug, you know how to do the Christian hug with the women if you want to, you know how to do it if you want to do it. But none of this right here ought to touch, right here nowhere. You know how to say praise the Lord, but you're lost and on your way to hell, and you should not take communion, and you know it. You do it because of your pride. You want everybody else to think, even in your family, that you're saved, and you know that you're not saved. God would not allow you to deceive yourself like that. He, he would not give you his peace and joy of salvation. Therefore, you don't have it if you have never truly believed in him. So before we take communion tonight, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Please understand with me, my dear friend, in the church and out of the church, that we are all sinners. We all have sinned against God. We all have done wrong in God's sight. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Would you accept that? Do you believe that? Will, will you admit, will you humble yourself down and admit that you are a wicked, evil, ungodly sinner? You do anything if given a chance against God Almighty. I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. They don't talk about it too much. But I think in a private conversation they would admit it. I know the Pope will. I know Joel Osteen will. He'll say it in a nice, sweet, smiling way, but he will admit that he's a sinner. Pastor of the largest church in America. We're all sinners, unfortunately, my dear friends. No matter whether or not you were raised in church like me, I thank God my mother raised me in church. God used that as a little pool even though I, was, I didn't understand salvation, they didn't understand it either. Either I don't think my mother and father got saved until after I got saved. I, and I know my siblings didn't. My little brother, I believe he got saved after I got saved too. He and my dad were my biggest fans at one point. As I was preaching and traveling around the world, they couldn't believe it. <laughs> they... <laughs> They couldn't believe it, because I hated my dad for no reason other than he was a preacher. I hated church. I hated church folks. And as you can tell, I'm not too friendly with the hypocrites right now. Uh, uh, as a God-called evangelist and prophet, uh, God has put in my spirit to have a problem with church folks. And God has shown me that many church folks are lost and on their way to a devil's hell. The devil is a lie. He's got you deceived. 
Do not go to hell on a humbug, in the words of Dr. McKinney, thinking you're saved. No, no. No, no. See, salvation is a no-so thing, okay? You hope so, no-so. Uh-uh. No, sir, no, ma'am. Not, not no hope so. You better know that you're saved. You better know that you know that you know that you're saved before you die. Now, Jonathan, with the insurance company, he comes on television every day, all day, trying to pay, get you to pay nine ninety five for life insurance because he's basically telling you as nice as he can. Alex Trebek did it even better. You're going to die. So pay the nine ninety five so you can have some life insurance so your family can bury you somewhere. Well, I'm coming to you every day preaching the gospel so that you can get your eternal life insurance policy that is paid for in full through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who Pilate called the King of the Jews. People do not get me started here tonight. I am asking Dr. T.D. Jakes, I believe he, he is watching tonight, uh, I'm asking uh, Tyler Perry, who deserves a doctorate. I'm asking uh, the man who was formerly married to uh, Megan Good, I forget his name. I'm asking Denzel Washington to do a soliloquy. I think that's what they call it. I think that's what my wife told me what it was. As Pilot. Can you imagine Denzel Washington playing Pilot? Have you ever read the Easter story? It would be uh, out of this world. If he really dug deep and did it the way he does it, you'll be something else. I can see him right now. You're not going to talk to me? <laughs> Jesus, you're not going to talk to me? <laughs> I want to see it. Anyway, I digress. called him king of the Jews and said I'm not going to take it down you lying Jews <laughs> I, what I have written I have written I said yeah. mm -mm. and why is it not possible that Pilate didn't get saved why is it possible that, why is it not possible uh, he did get saved? Hmm? He called him king of the Jews. He said repeatedly, I find no fault in this man. Y'all bringing me somebody that, oh, I can't, uh-uh. And ever since Pilate, bless your heart, nobody has been able to find fault in him. 
I've never met a Christian who believed in Jesus who said one mumbling negative word about Jesus. Not one as wicked and as evil as we are. I have never met one in over 42 years of preaching the gospel. And I've met very few lost people who've said anything negative about the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We must all say with Pilate, I find no fault in him. And we must say, I find fault in myself. And a whole lot of it. But I find no fault in Jesus Christ, none. And I've been walking with him for 42 years. I find no fault. And you need to come to know him. <clears throat> Pardon me as your Savior. And your Lord. For the wages of sin is death, the Bible says. The payment, the paycheck that you're going to get at the end of your life. For your sins throughout your life makes no difference how pretty you are. How handsome you think you are. Makes no difference how much money you have. Makes no difference. What good you have done. Makes no difference that. Uh, you've been to church all of your life. The wages of sin is death. And what God wants you to understand about that from his word is that it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So in other words, God wants you to understand that if you, if he allows you to die for your sins, and he will, you will die one day. I know you don't believe it. I know you can't accept that. I know you can't get your head around it, but you, one day you will die. Because of your sins. You're not going to die because of cancer. Or you may die because of cancer. But that's not the real reason why you die. You die because of sin in your life. That's the cancer. And God wants you to understand. Even though he loves you. If you do not pass by the cross. And believe in his son Jesus Christ. You will die and go to hell. You need to understand that. See. Because some, so many of you get it twisted about how loving God is. You don't get that part twisted. He is loving. But you get it twisted thinking that God, because of his love, will not honor his justice. And his judgment against sin. Now, he has sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins. He, was, he suffered, he bled, and he died, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God so that you can be born again, so that you can be saved from the hell you deserve to the heaven you don't deserve. My dear friend, don't get it twisted. God is loving. I love all of my children. You understand? 
but God knows and all of my children know I will whip their behinds when they do evil. That's love too. And have done so. You understand? Okay? Now, I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it for their own good and for the good of society. And to have peace in my home. And God is the greatest father of all time. He loves you. But he's going to deal with you according to how you deal with him. And his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him, that means if you trust in him, you believe in him, you have faith in him, you uh, depend upon him for your soul's salvation. You look to him, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the King of the Jews and the Prince of Peace. These are, this is royal language you're dealing with here. You need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you need to be sincere about it and you need to be serious about it and you need to repent of your sins and follow him and understand that he wants you to become a disciple of his, which includes discipline, where you get to the point by his grace and by the power of his Holy Spirit, you control yourself. And you act like you got some sense and you act like a Christian. For they first called the followers of Christ Christians in Antioch. By the way, not evangelicals whatever that is. It's a political term made up by man to be accepted by the world. It's like saying Xmas. It's an abomination against God and against Christ. Whosoever believeth in him. These are the words from Jesus Christ who preached the gospel first and who preached it best. Make no mistake about it. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Perish where? In hell. By the way, there's no limbo. Before hell, there's no vestibule to wait to see whether or not somebody's going to pay you out or pray you out. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a purgatory where you can go someplace and suffer for a while and get purged of your sins and then go to heaven. No, sir. No, ma'am. It's up or down. It's in or out. It's sink or swim. It's heaven or hell when you die. Okay? Let me disabuse you of this foolishness that the medieval Catholic folks put out to raise money that's why the plague came, the bubonic plague, because of these abominations by popes and bishops, just like today. This plague lasting over almost three years is because of the church and her foolishness and her prosperity gospel garbage and making merchandise of the people and making money off of the people so you preachers and bishops can live rich 
high on the hog on pork chop hill while the uh, the little people who give you the money live in the projects and in tents and are homeless living paycheck to paycheck and that's why we're suffering today in the church that's why most churches can't, can't reach capacity anymore and uh, never will again Why? Because of the evil in the church. And you are part of that corruption. That's why you need to get saved in the church. You need to be born again. So that you can be saved from hell. Inside the church. Not only those on the outside. I'm convinced that if churches did in reach, they would reach with the gospel over half of their church members. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That means you won't perish in the burning hell but have everlasting life in heaven with God and guess what? God wants you to be there. God wants you to be in heaven more than you want to go. That's why he sent his only begotten son. He gave up his only begotten son to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross. The cruelest death in history. When you see the cross and how ugly it was, that's how ugly sin is in God's sight. And God does not like ugly. And all you have to do is believe in Him. If you reject Him, be assured you will spend eternity burning in hell. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than He did about heaven. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ told you. Not don't, don't worry what I'm telling you or what some other man tells you. What Jesus Christ said. I'm just telling you what Jesus Christ said. For God so loved the world. That's what communion is all about. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So whether you're religious and lost or irreligious and lost, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou you shalt be saved. If you're ready to truly get saved and, and uh, not just be religious, pray with me the sinner's prayer Mean it from your heart. Don't say it if you're not sincere. 
because God does not tolerate fools. Now, you need to understand that. Don't mess with God. Don't play with God. And just because he does not destroy you instantaneously does not mean uh, he's going to let you get away with trying to do that with him. He, God is very serious and God is very loving. But don't play with God and don't say things you don't mean to God. You're wasting your breath when you do that. And, God, and just because God is merciful and loving and patient does not mean you're going to get away with that foolishness. So only pray the prayer if you mean it and you are truly believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I have sinned grievously in your sight. I've done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments by lying, by stealing, by lusting, coveting, disobeying and dishonoring my parents, and disobeying you and taking your holy name in vain. And I've committed many other sins in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son of John 3.16, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins. Who was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Holy Father God, I believe that I believe in the bad news that you preach that if I die without you, I would go to hell. And I deserve to go. And I believe your good news found in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Lord, for your good news, your good, uh, your holy gospel. And Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and turn from my wicked ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. 
Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and you received him as your Savior and you called on his name in that prayer, as the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. He will change your life around totally and he will use you to change your family's life around and the lives of many others and many other families as well. That's the power of believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. I assure you, you will never regret it. So let us know that you have done so, so that we can rejoice with you. Email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. Go to gospellighthouseofprayer.com or uh, gospellightsocietyinternational.com and read my book free of charge titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And so that little book will help you get started on your way to becoming a Christian disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have a prayer request, email that in as well, and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, back to our communion service, if you will, already in progress. And if you just got saved, this could be your first communion service. Those of you who are saved already, you know what to do. The Holy Bible reads, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who allowed his body to be broken for our sins. And Lord, we don't understand it all, but we thank you for it all. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins and taking that uh, abuse for us voluntarily and on your own and uh, we give you the glory the praise and the honor for doing that and uh, Lord we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who truly believe in you even the new saints uh, continue to have mercy and grace upon us and please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures as we prepare to remember you and what you did for us on the cross on that day so many years ago to set us free this day and to pave the way for us to go to heaven and not to the hell 
you know we deserve. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. John 6.58 says, This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Take and eat. In the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that you sit high, but you look low and you pay attention to what we do. I marvel at that. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross for us in such a cruel way, but from your loving heart and his loving heart, the blood flowed for our sins so that we could escape the hell, the eternal hell we deserve, and go to heaven for eternity. Thank you for John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I give you the glory, praise, and honor for the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The songwriter says shall never lose his power. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Take and drink. After they had finished the first supper, they sang a hymn and went out into the night. Now as we close this service tonight, let us sing as best we can. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? 
nothing but the blood of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you tonight, those of you who are saved. Now pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. And if the Lord tarries His coming and we live, we'll see you tomorrow on July the 4th. Uh, looks like I'm going to have a special message. Uh, I'm going to have a special message for you tomorrow. If the Lord tarries His coming and we live, for we're living in perilous times, keep looking up because your redemption draweth nigh. Again, saints, pray without ceasing. Pray for us. You know I have not done this in over 42 years of ministry. I have hardly ever talked about money because I didn't want to be put in the category of the prosperity gospel preachers. But if you appreciate the preaching of the gospel through this ministry, preaching of God's truth, the whole counsel of God, uh, if Dr. Tony Evans and Dr. Lois Evans, not even knowing me, they know of me, but not even knowing me personally, we have never met, have given multiplied thousands to help me do what I do. And if all of my children uh, have supported me in the ministry down through the years with help in the ministry and with thousands of dollars, and others have stood with us as well, if you have your own children believing in what you're preaching and doing, and uh, a prominent respected pastor known by many uh, standing with you even though I'm sure he would disagree with some things I say and do and his wife as well before she died if they can support me as honorable as they are you can support us as well and all I ask you to do is to give $7 to Gospel Light PayPal, Gospel Light Society PayPal, or Gospel Light Society Cash App. And uh, I'll have more information for you tomorrow uh, on how you can do that. I, I, as you can tell, I'm not good at asking for money. It just so happens we need money to carry on in preaching the gospel on a daily basis and preaching the whole counsel of God on a daily basis. Uh, we need literally thousands of dollars and uh, we have a building, a building that we have a vision for and some other things that need to be done. So your prayers and your financial support would be greatly appreciated. God bless you dear friends until Next time, if the Lord tarries his coming, and we live. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray 
in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you once again for your holy gospel going out. Thank you, Lord, once again for allowing us to see another communion Sunday. And thank you for giving us a blessed and special time. We give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow night.